hi everybody welcome to rachel's reviews we are really glad today to be here to be talking about more new uh, hidden gem picks from from disney plus uh this is i think our sixth time doing this which is pretty fun and <laughs> i am film critic rachel wagner and i am joined by my friend ryan hey rachel it's good to hear your voice once again and i am so happy to be back for a sixth time yeah uh this is i've got five more picks that are going to be really interesting and uh and i'm just i'm just super excited to be yeah. here as as usual it's really fun and i've had quite the week i've had some i had a bit of a medical scare nothing to do with covid thank goodness uh but uh if you want to learn more about what happened uh check out this week's Sunday devotional. And I, I kind of go over the whole experience. And but luckily I'm under good care and uh, everything's gonna be okay. Uh, so uh, we got lots of time to watching lots of Disney Plus. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about everyone else, but in terms of my, in my feelings, thank God that you're okay. Well, thank you, I really appreciate that. And I've definitely felt everyone's prayers uh, I really mean that. I've felt that sustaining influence, and so I really appreciate it. And uh, so I'm so glad to be able to have the outlet of the podcast to be able to, especially in the quarantine times, to be able to talk uh, to friends. And and uh, so it's been it's been an adventure and, a, and a, quite a learning experience. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, you had a less eventful week. Uh, it was um, it was a pretty normal week, uh, you know. Under lockdown, things have gotten pretty much screeched to a halt. But um, I've been helping out my family with stuff. I've been painting the house and mm -hmm. doing some, doing a lot of yard work and going to the beach. It, it's closed and near me, but it's open for people who want to exercise or ride their bike or stuff like that. And so it's made this whole thing a lot more tolerable. Plus, I've been watching a ton of movies for the stuff on my channel and, of course, for this podcast. So, um, just trying to make the best out of a bad situation, yeah. I guess. I think that's all of us. I really do. All right. Well, let's dive in. So, my first choice is a bit debatable if it's a hidden gem. It's pretty popular, pretty famous. But, nevertheless, uh, it is the classic film Old Yeller. And a lot of people, of course, remember this film for the dog and the sad, sad ending, should I say? Is that too much of a spoiler? Uh, of the, with the dog. But it's really a lot more than that. It's actually, it's not just a dog movie. It's actually a coming-of-age film about uh, this boy who, who, because of what happens over this summer, becomes a man and that he has to grow up and i think that the uh i think all the acting is excellent and i think that uh particularly tommy kirk is really great uh as this young man uh with this dog and uh the things that he learns and how he he uh really ends up being able to take care of his his family and it's really emotional and it, it's really a great film and uh i love dorothy mcguire as his mother i don't know i think uh you know kevin corcoran both kevin corcoran and tommy kirk were both uh i think they're both disney legends if i'm not mistaken don't hold me to that but they were 
so big as far as child stars for Disney, right along with Haley Mills uh, during the, uh, that, uh, that time period during the fifties and sixties. And they were really good. And it definitely feels like a family and you just, uh, you just watch Tommy Kirk grow up over a summer with this dog. <laughs> and I think it's great. Have you seen it? I I saw it when I was uh, when I was a lot younger, and uh, and the ending, it was the first ending that kind of ruined me because I was just like, I've never really been much of a dog person. I'm more of a cat person. Uh-huh. But when that when that ending happened, it was just like, this is just like like it was like the Nietzsche quote, "God is dead," and it's just like <laughs> like it was just it was just horrible, and then everything with the father and when he comes back it just oh it was just yeah it was really an effective ending but i was doing some research on the movie because i never really did any research on old yeller and this was actually directed by robert stevenson who directed mary poppins and the love bug and bed knobs and broomsticks and he was he's a Mm. disney veteran yeah he that's that's interesting yeah, I mean, he was very a big man for Disney, that's for sure. Blackbeard's Ghost, which I talked about the other day on this show. And that one's funny. The Monkey's Uncle also has Tommy Kirk in it. Uh, and um, so this would have been before Mary Poppins. Absent-minded Professor. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I love that. That's a scary movie, let me tell you. <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> But it also has the debut of Sean Connery, and he sings terribly. <laughs> God, God I, I am a little harsh, but God bless his heart. He tries. <laughs> he did try. What are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess it's, it's it's not Treasure Island. It must be someone else. Anyway, but yeah, that is really interesting. Uh, it, I mean, this is a movie, Old Yeller, that just had a lot of, of uh, classic Disney involved in it uh you know dorothy mcguire she was the mom on a uh, swiss family robinson uh, and so she did a bunch of projects for disney and yeah and she was in a uh she was in a movie called summer magic that Haley mills was in swiss family robinson um correct me if i'm wrong but was Haley mills in pollyanna yes which is uh which is another movie i love i love Pollyanna. that's what i know her from because i'm like Haley mills who is Haley <laughs> mills and it was like trying to put two and two together and then in my brain's like oh pollyanna that's yeah. where she's from <laughs> yeah and uh she was also in the parent trap the original that's another one because mm-hmm. i was like what else and it was like it, it was the floodgates open i'm like oh the parent trap she was also yeah. in yeah yeah i i love her in that and uh, those are probably that's probably two most famous roles is is Pollyanna and Parent Trap. But anyway, yeah, it it is a little bit sad. But sometimes I think it's good for kids to see sad movies to, for them to feel all different kinds of emotions, and and then you can have good discussions. And and uh, I don't know. I mean, every movie doesn't need to be happy for kids. I think it's okay. And uh, and I think this was a one that. I, uh, if you want to, there's something too, I think sometimes having a good cry, kind of get it all out. <laughs> and I think that old yellow is probably a good one for that. It's one of but, the better ones. Yeah. But, uh, what is, what do you have as your first recommendation? 
So for all of my uh, for all my recommendations this week, I've tied it all to my love of of Disney Channel, and these are all Disney Channel originals, or at least tied to uh, something that, to the best of my knowledge, premiered on the Disney Channel as long as it's been around. So my first choice is from 2008, and it is Camp Rock. Uh, now, a lot of people will probably say. That's just an excuse for the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato to be in one movie together. And, well, yeah, that's kind of true. But there's also a really, really good story attached to it. It's about the story of a girl named Mitchie, played by Lovato, whose mom gets hired on at this camp called Camp Rock. Uh, she's really good at singing, but has never really applied herself in that regard. But she kind of she kind of pulls a Mulan and puts on a new identity and gets really in tight with the band known as Connect Three, played by all the Jonas Brothers. Uh, they're pretty relevant nowadays, but back in 2008, they were like, I don't know, the One Direction or like the Hanson Brothers. Like they were everywhere. Uh, and everyone was like hating them, like a certain group of people hated them and a certain group of people loved them. And I was one of the people that loved them. So when I heard that they were going to be in Camp Rock, I was like, I'm watching that. And I watched it for on its premiere night. Uh, it's a really, really good story. It's, it, it's got a lot of great songs in it. Say what you will about the Jonases and Demi Lovato, but they, they're really good singers, I think. And so it's one of those movies that it's very much the Disney Channel formula, but it's one of the more enjoyable ones, at least for me. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't seen it. I have not seen Camp Rock. Uh, and uh, But I think that it seems like a big part of that one would be if you find the music fun. It That definitely plays yeah. a big part in it. Yeah. And I, I, I think I would find it fun. So I'll have to check it out one of these days. <laughs> I'm so behind on my Disney Channel original movies. It's bad. As a Disney fan, I should do better. I, I have a pretty, I've seen most of the, or a lot of the um, scary ones because I do Disney Scares Month uh, right. for, for Family Movie Night. And I've been doing that for now five years. So I've gone through a lot of the basic theatrical release ones. And so I've done a lot of the Disney Channel ones as well. And so I, I'm pretty good there, but there's still a lot that I haven't, haven't seen. And some of the other girls on the Hallmarkies podcast are always like, are always kind of getting at me. How have you not seen? How have you not seen? I'm like, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it yet. But well, Camp um, Rock, uh, Camp Rock debuted like right in the hotbed of my Disney channel viewing yeah. where I was watching it like every day. And so uh -huh. I, I remember seeing the adverts and seeing interviews and there was this magazine that Disney would put out that I subscribed to and I would read religiously where it was like, it was like they, they would do interviews with all the Jonases and Demi Lovato and just, it was like, it was their biggest thing since high school musical, the original one. And, and yeah. it was, it was, it was hyped to like the nth degree. It was in right in smack dab in the middle of like Jonas mania. They would, obviously go back to being popular as they are now with i believe it's called sucker but um but this was in their initial run when they were hot as fire so were they on a disney channel series uh, called jonas yes oh yeah that's right okay where they yeah. played themselves and surprisingly in this movie they play 
they play basically themselves, yet they're named the Gray, the Gray Brothers, and their band name is Connect Three. Which, so this isn't associated with the Jonas TV show. In any no, way. no, it's not. Even okay. though it's it's even though it's basically a part of that same universe, but it's yeah. like the intricate workings of that canon is just too is just above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, all right. Well, my second choice uh, is uh, one that a lot of people got, most people got to see when they went to see Onward in the theater. It is the short Playdate with Destiny from The Simpsons. And I didn't get to see it in our screening. Uh, they didn't have the short. And so I finally got to see it yesterday, actually. I watched it and it was so cute. I mean, I love The Simpsons, and the longer we do this, I've kind of held off talking about The Simpsons, because I don't really feel like it's a hidden gem, but I, I probably will eventually talk about it, but I love The Simpsons. I still watch it regularly, every Sunday night. Uh, it was a huge part of my, uh, of my adolescence, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so crazy. It's been on for so long, and <laughs> it started, I mean, if you think how crazy that it started where their big co competition was was the Cosby show. I mean, what? It's just, wow. Uh, from and, from <laughs> what I've been able to understand, uh, I've seen like three or four episodes of The Simpsons, uh -huh. but from what I've been able to understand about The Simpsons, it's like the anti-sitcom. It pokes fun at all the stuff yeah. that the Cosby show did. Well, and it, it's, if, it pokes fun at everything. And so that's why it gets away with a lot of stuff. And, and it always helps when your lead character is a white male, <laughs> doofus, or, you know. Or you a can, yellow male in the case of the right, Simpsons. Right. But uh, I don't know. I just love the show. It certainly had its ebbs and flows. It's, but I think even at its worst, a lot of the people who are like, oh, it's totally lost. Uh, it's it's garbage now. I, I'm like, I want to say, do you actually watch it? Or are you just saying that? Uh, because it's, it's not garbage. Like, yes, it might not be its heyday, but it's still, I mean, it's still, it's pretty funny, I think. Um, anyway, but this little short, uh, you can definitely tell, you know, just there's a certain gloss about if, if something for a feature film release that's a little different than the television show. But uh, so there's just like an artistry and a sparkle and a color. And, you know, Maggie is so cute. And she, it's just about her uh, meeting this little, uh, little tyke, this little boy at the playground and they, they, they get separated and she wants to go the next day and, uh, and then she can't find him. And there's, this is little, little romance uh, between Maggie and this little boy. It's cute. And uh, they kind of uh, pay homage to a lot of classic films and a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, the whole leaving at the train station and pulling out, you know, kind of a thing like you see in so many movies. And it's, it, I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job. And I mean, you can learn a ton about not only animation from watching the Simpsons and voice work, but you can learn a ton about politics. You can learn a ton about, uh, about history and what's going on in the world. You can learn a ton about movies watching the Simpsons. There are so many homages to different, I mean, Hitchcock, Citizen Kane, 
uh, I don't know, there's, there's a lot. And, uh, and, but they do it for the most part in a really smart, uh, funny way. And uh, I don't know, I just, so this was really fun to watch. And they even were poking a little bit of fun at Disney throughout, <laughs> which is funny um, and sort of surreal. Uh, so yeah, that's was my second choice. What about you? What's your next choice? Uh, one final note on this on uh, on the Simpsons before we move on. Yeah. Uh, the my favorite joke in and my favorite Simpsons joke is this is this one thing where this where this little boy mocks this tall guy and he pulls him like out of a sewer and he's like, "Are you making fun of my appearance?" And the little boy is oh, like, yeah. "Yeah," and and the guy's like. Everyone needs to drive a vehicle, even the very tall. <laughs> this is the largest auto that I could afford. And it just, I have no idea what the context of that is. I've just always found that hysterical. Yeah, yeah. That's just funny. the voice and right. animation and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's my so third choice, my second choice rather, is, uh, from, is a series that ran from 2000 and... 8 to 2012, and it is Phineas and Ferb. It's a bit of a toss-up on whether it's a hidden gem or not, but I, as someone who watched every episode when it debuted, I'm counting it. Yeah. But I love this show from the very beginning. It's just super imaginative. It's really funny. It's got a lot of heart. It's got really good messaging. Uh, if you've never heard of Phineas and Ferb, it's basically these two boys who are super duper smart. And throughout the entire summer, they're like, I, I know what we're going to do today. And they just do something outrageous. And uh, the gimmick is they do something outrageous. It ticks their sister Candace off. She tries to tell her parents about what the boys are doing. And just in the nick of time, the parents never see it. And they think Candace is crazy. This happens every single episode, but it's super funny. And the kids have this pet platypus named Perry, who on the side is a super spy and fights this doctor named Dr. Doofenshmirtz at Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. And it opens up with this super cheesy like song, like Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. And it's, oh my God, it's just, it's a super imaginative show. It's got, it's just got so much good stuff in there. Kind of similar to The Simpsons in terms of like the movie homages. But when The Simpsons is like for adults, this is definitely meant for kids. However, it's got enough adult-ish stuff that adults can watch it and follow it along just fine. So Phineas and Ferb is really good stuff. I've heard nothing but great things about Phineas and Ferb and I really like the designs. I think they look really, I really like the animation. It looks really cute. I need to watch it because I, I, you know, I love animation. So I really need to get with it and watch it. Didn't they do a movie last year? Not last year, but it's, uh, it, it's, uh, I believe it, oh. it's called Across the Second Dimension and mm. it was released near the end of their run. So mm. it was... Oh, I think they announced a movie to be coming out on Disney Plus maybe in the future or something. Maybe. I, I recall that. But anyway, uh, that's that's really cool. was released in 2011. It was like oh. a year before, their, uh, before their, their end. 
But uh, if, 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 and I'll take your word for it, but it, if they're releasing a movie on Disney Plus, then I'm definitely watching that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I remember it at D23. I'm pretty sure uh, that there, there was an announcement about a Phineas and for a movie. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good choice. It's definitely, I've definitely been meaning to watch. So it's, it's so hard with TV. <laughs> There's such a, a commitment. <laughs> well, the good thing about Phineas and Ferb is that they're only 20 minute episodes, so you can just breeze right on through them. Mm-hmm. Well, my next choice is one of those movies that I watched on, uh, as part of Disney Scares Month. And it is a Disney Channel original film called The Screen Team. And this is from 2002. And uh, it's, uh, it's got a great cast. Uh, it has, um, it's got a great cast with uh, Mark Rendell, Kat Dennings, and she's like a young, young Kat Dennings. And basically it's this man and he has to return home because uh, his father died who he was not close with and there's this uh haunted house uh, and that uh is like rumored to be haunted and it turns out that there is this uh there's this kind of midway point between the between that between the afterlife and uh there's these uh people that are uh stuck kind of in between the afterlife and uh, they have to kind of try to make things right uh and so uh these kids end up kind of investigating and they find out they find out about these ghosts and they start to kind of try to help them and it was just really well done and really uh clever and the ghosts are uh are kathy and jimmy and eric idol and tommy davidson uh, who are pretty good actors and pretty funny. And so overall, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good little scary movie with some good atmosphere. And, and, uh, and I, I liked all the performances. And I thought it had some nice, it's kind of like Mr. Boogity in the sense that it it's relies a lot on, they didn't have much of a budget, so it relies a lot on sort of practical, old school effects that I just think are really fun. Uh, I like that look of sort of the cheesy, uh, I don't know, more atmospheric kind of silly type of special effects versus the real CGI uh, special effects. And it has some funny lines from people like Eric Idle and uh, Kathy and Jimmy. And I think uh, it's not too scary. I think kids will be fine for kids. But uh, I personally think I, 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 one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most overrated Disney films is uh, Hocus Pocus. I don't know. I just don't love it. It's fine. I don't love it, though. Like, everyone else seems to just love it. And I think these three, uh, I mean, Kathleen Jimmy's also in this. She's in Hocus Pocus. And, uh, and her Eric Idle and Tommy Davidson. I think these three are much funnier and better than the three in Hocus Pocus, if you'd ask me. And it's just a more clever story. And there's sort of this backstory about uh the uh this man and his his father and everything and so i i like it i think it's a good movie people should check it out sounds uh, i had no idea that 
I had no idea that you weren't a big fan of Hocus Pocus. I was going to send it to you for a Halloween <laughs> gift, but now I've got to undo that order. I don't know. I just, I don't really like the way the one kid is sort of shamed for being a virgin. Like throughout the movie is very weird to me. And I think that, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's fine. It's perfectly average. But if you were going to tell me that, uh, that it was going to have an entire fireworks show dedicated to it at Disney World, like I would, what? Like it's just, it's overhyped, overrated. Wait. There's a kid who's shamed for being a virgin. I, I've never seen it. So. Oh, you've never seen it? Yeah. Throughout the movie, there's this, the, 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 the high school kid is teased and treated badly like he's a loser because he's a virgin. I just think that's the weirdest thing to have in a Disney film. Um, and uh, Did this come out in the early 90s? Uh, I think that when his, uh, I'll check. Because if it did, that there. makes way too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I guess I just don't think it's that funny. It's, it's again, it's 93. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's bad. I just think it's overhyped. Oh, well, it's just, the only thing I know about it is that it was directed by Kenny Ortega, who I talked about in Newsies on last week's episode. And, uh, I'm a big fan of his work. He directed Newsies and yeah. directed a lot of Michael Jackson's music videos. He directed, uh, he directed the Thriller music video, which is one of the best ever, in my opinion. So he's very talented mm -hmm. and was going to direct yeah. Michael Jackson's big coming back concert before right. his death, but ended up directing the movie about the concert being made. Right. Uh, but, uh, but, I'm a big fan of Ortega's, so to hear a kind of a downgrade reputation <laughs> on Hocus Pocus, that's a little. Strange. I mean, I'm I'm the uh, the outlier. <clears throat> Most other people seem to love it. So what are you gonna do? Uh, but if you like if you like Hocus Pocus, you might just like Scream Team because it has Kathy and Jimmy, and it's about three ghosts and or supernatural kind of spooky creatures, and it's pretty funny and and uh, so. So I'll flip that, flip that criticism around and say, hey, you just might like it if you like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, uh, I'll, de but, I'll definitely take a look at that one. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing that people get wrong about overrated uh, is that they think, oh, immediately means you hate it. No, I don't hate it. It's fine. It's perfectly average. I just don't think it's worth all of the hype. I don't think it deserves to have their own fireworks show at Disney World. It's not that good. <laughs> kind of kind of like what when I saw the movie at Astra last year, I mm -hmm. thought that movie was just boring. It was yeah. just Brad Pitt monologuing to himself for two and a half hours. But yeah. everybody loved that movie. It was like it's a very well made. It's got great space scenes and there's a moon base on there that basically yeah. looks like the Orlando airport. And so I thought they were going to do like a commentary on how, oh, everywhere we go, we turn something into a money-making machine. But no, it just is like, yeah. I'm lonely in space. <laughs> I barely gave that but, yeah. a fresh just because it was so pretty. I I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I get it. It's just that it doesn't mean that you hate it when you say it's overrated if you're using the word correctly. It just means that you don't, that you think it's overhyped. But nevertheless, anyway, but you should watch the screen instead. It's, it's better. We uh, went on an epic side road there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what do you have next? 
So my third choice is another series from the early 2000s, and it is one of my personal favorite Disney Channel series. It's Kim Possible. It ran from 2002 to 2007. Uh, it's about a young girl named Kim Possible who is a high schooler, but she also does go off and save the world in her spare time. Uh, she often feuds with the supervillain known as it's Draken and his sidekick, Shigo. And, uh, and, she, and Kim Possible has her friend come along with her, Ron Stoppable, and he has a pet mole named Rufus. And uh, they're, they're helped out by their techno friend, Wade. And it's just, it's just a really, really fun show. It's got a great animation. It's one of the few high school-related shows that doesn't like dive into all the high school cliches. Like it, it's not, it's not, it's not like that. It's there. The characters are actually three dimensional characters and there's, there's some long running stories and it's just, it's, it's just a really good, it's really good stuff overall. But I must warn you, do not watch the movie that came out recently, the live action one, because that is just, it's just God awful. It sucked out all the humor and it just was, it just replaced it with just awkwardness. Like mm. so thick you could cut it with a knife. Watch <laughs> the TV show, which is excellent. Yeah, I actually have seen the movie. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, so the TV show is so charming. It's so cute. And the animation is really fun. And what's nice too about, uh, not that I really divide things by gender too much, but it is really a show that, any whether little little boy little girl teenager whatever like i think that almost any anybody will like it <laughs> you know uh like it's because there's the action and there's there's a uh i don't know i just think it's, it's just such a it's got such fun characters and it's unlike say a princess show which is going to be more in general more feminine you know more girls are going to like that and then there's you know, stuff like Transformers or whatever, the boys are going to tend to like more. This is, ju I just feel like it's such a unique show that that anybody will like. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's it's one of those things where I keep hearing that they may do another season, kind of similar to the Clone Wars. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. if they do another season, like the animated stuff and they bring the original people back, maybe they do it like after all the high school stuff has ended and maybe mm -hmm. Kim Possible is more of an adult then I would love to see that. I'd, I'd love to see mm -hmm. that kind of natural progression. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting because uh, that would make more sense because unless Christie's voice has, is still can do the same voice, you know, but That's her voice point. might sound yes. different. So they might need to age it just because of that. Or I guess get a new voice actor. That's a good point. Yeah. So uh, good choice. I like that very much. All right, so my next choice is uh, is another Disney Channel original movie, and I think I, I mentioned, I think it was last time, uh, about how my mom had uh, a lot of, uh, had, my mom had three uh, babies while I was, when I was 10, when I was 16, and when, like, she had one baby, but three total. <laughs> Um, when I was growing up and when I was 10, when I was 16 and when I was 18. <laughs> and so my mom having babies was kind of a big part of my growing up. And so 
uh, I am talking about the film called Quince. And this was definitely, I mean, I was a grown up by the time this got released, but nevertheless, it was some, it's definitely something I could relate to this movie uh, because it's about this teenager who uh, has been an only child and, uh, and all of a sudden her parents end up having quints. So all of a sudden there's five babies and all the stress that goes along with that. And, and so I, I just, I think it, it really captures sort of that feeling of, uh, you, you know, you want some attention from your parents, but they literally are like physically and emotionally incapable right now because they're dealing with five, these, all these babies and all these infants and everything. And so that's definitely something I could relate to. And, uh, it has Kimberly, Kimberly Brown, Jay Brown, uh, who was in Halloween town, uh, and is fun and in the role, in the lead role. And, uh, so I just think it's a cute movie. <laughs> Have you ever heard of I, it? Uh, I'm an only child and I always wanted a brother and a brother or a sister and that uh -huh. just never happened. So, mm -hmm. uh, but hearing you talk about Quince, it's like, it sounds like, it sounds like a, it sounds like a good Disney Channel movie. So I'll definitely yeah. have to take a look at it. It definitely is a cute one for sure. And I think it's a situation a lot of people can relate to, at least of, of feeling like your parents are distracted and, uh, because whatever it is, you know, that's, that's, uh, taking over, uh, from you and that sort of trans transition, uh, over. And, uh, so that's, that's why I picked it. Uh, what about you? What's your next choice? Next choice. So my next choice is another recent, uh, series. It's, uh, called Gravity Falls. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of this one. I love this series. I actually have the whole series on DVD and I have the most recent journal that they did. I even dressed up for, uh, for Comic-Con and then D23 as, <laughs> as Dipper. I love that. I love the show. So it's a bit of a gray area in terms of a hidden gem, but it's yeah. a, it's a show that I watched on. It's like one of the last Disney Channel shows that I went out of my way to watch, like every episode mm -hmm. when it premiered. Uh, it's about these two uh, these two kids who stay the summer with their eccentric Uncle Stan at this at this town called Gravity Falls, and. Uh, and they fight off all these mystical enemies and all these weird things happen. One of my favorite episodes, I don't know about you, Rachel, but one of my favorite episodes is called Fight Fighters, where, uh, where Dipper, uh, his favorite video game character, comes to life. And it's clearly, like, it's clearly an homage to Street Fighter, the video game, because the character is clearly like Ryu, because he has almost the same look. They had to, like, change it up because of copyright reasons, but... For it, it's basically it's it's a loving homage to Street Fighter, I would say. But uh, but what what makes the show interesting is that it's kind of like it's kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock movie in that every character has something going on, and it just as the series goes on, it's like the it's like the Onion. More layers peel off as you go on, and that's what made the show fascinating for me because you know that you know that Uncle Stan is like, you have a history, and it's just, it just goes 
deeper and deeper and deeper. The show only lasted two seasons, which is rather unfortunate, but, um, but if they ever decide to make a movie or do another season of it, I would love it. And I would probably be the first in line. <laughs> Me too. I, the one unique thing though, about the show only lasting two seasons, at least it could be spin, but creator Alex Hirsch, he claims at least that, that the story was done. That, that was all he claims. It was not canceled that he was finished telling the story. And I mean, it is pretty believable by the end. Uh, the uh, it's, it feels it feels very complete i think by the end uh it's, but it, the last season because there's only two seasons but it took them one frustrating thing about the show is it took them four years because they would have this release schedule where they'd have like five episodes here and then there'd be six months and then you'd get like five more and it, it was it was kind of weird uh but i i i i often refer to the show as the uh, kids version of doctor who like every week you turn in, tune in, you would tune in and, uh, and see what kind of supernatural, weird, crazy kind of adventure that Dipper and Mabel would get into. And it's so delightful. And I love particularly Mabel so much, but I, <laughs> I love Dipper too. Uh, and I don't know, I just, it was so creative, especially that last, like what, six, seven episodes. Uh, weird weird mageddon it was so creative and i i just loved it and i i would love if they did more but but uh, if what you're telling me is right and the creator feels like i've done all that i think i can do then you know who am i to say i I want more you know i I gotta respect uh gotta respect his feelings and all that yeah yeah i mean that's what he said but, uh, but I love the show. It's, I, I just, especially, I just I love a character like Mabel is such a f- lovely character. And it really encouraged a lot of other really creative shows for a while on Disney Channel. Because you had, you had Gravity Falls, you had Star Wars, The Forces of Evil, you had Wander Over Yonder, just these really creative uh, shows that, uh, that I think I think it's pretty clear to me that the animated shows uh, of the last 10 years are far better than the animated shows of the eighties and nineties that we look back with nostalgia, even something like the DuckTales. I think the new reboot is far better than, <laughs> than the, uh, the old show. <laughs> I know, I know I'm just feeling it today, but no, I, I really think you watch that old, the old DuckTales and I've, I've seen a handful of episodes, but I know the premise. <laughs> yes, because so I was going to do a review of the DuckTales, and I started watching, like, every episode is exactly the same. I mean, exactly the same thing. And whereas now, because people binge watch and people stuff like that, I think that people are forced to be more creative because they don't have that week or maybe longer in between where kids can kind of forget and they could just make the exact same episode over and over and over again. I started, I started noticing that trend when I started watching Breaking Bad. It was like one episode is like one chunk of a massive story. Yeah. It's not like one story finished in like an hour or 30 minutes. No, it's yeah. like one episode is like one chapter of like a book. And it's, it's not serialized. It's like it's a long-running affair. Yeah. 
but but gravity falls is just it's so it's so beautiful and creative and the characters are so lovable and uh even grunkle stan with his grumpiness is great i highly i can't recommend it more highly so i'm glad you one of one of my favorite quotes of his is uh i can't remember the context of this off the top of my head but it's just like when something anticlimactic happens i'll just be like well that happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. uh very good very very good choice okay so my uh, last choice i guess we We've almost done. Um, my last choice is it's pretty simple. It's the Prince and the Popper, and this is Mickey Mouse, and uh, and it's of course the uh, the classic story of the poor uh, peasant who looks just like the prince, and they end up switching places. And uh, what's going to happen? This was actually released in 1990, and uh, and it's a longer it was one I kept thinking about when everybody was so upset about the Olaf's frozen adventure. And I'm like, it's not like the only time in the history of the world, there's been a long short uh, before a feature. But at, film. Least, at least the Prince and the Popper is not <laughs> annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can agree to disagree on that, but this is, uh, this was 25 minutes uh, as uh, just like Olaf's frozen adventure. And so it has happened before. And this was, placed in front of the rescuers down under uh and which it didn't do that it didn't really help because <laughs> rescuers down under didn't do that well uh but uh nevertheless it was before and there it's just got an old school charm to it because it has goofy and donald and pete uh, pluto pete. no pete uh that's the grumpy goofy dog oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the, then the two Mickey's, and it's just fun. It's fun fairy tale. So that's what I. I bet a lot of people haven't seen it, so you should check it out. I definitely will. Mm-hmm. So, what is your last pick? So my last pick is from uh, from the glorious year of 1985. This is uh, another show that lasted uh, that started off the Disney afternoon uh, block and it is the adventures of the gummy bears. Uh, I've been slowly working my way through all of the shows uh, on, uh, on the Disney afternoon block that lasted from the late eighties into the nineties. And the first one was the gummy bears. And, uh, and it's got, it's just, it's a really simple show and it's, it's just really fun. It's about, these group of gummy bears who live uh, who live in a forest and they harvest what's called gummy berry juice. I know, real original, but <laughs> it they they uh, they face off against you know wizards and dragons and it's far more intense than a show called The Adventures of the Gummy Bears should possibly be. But it's a uh, it's really, really good stuff. It's got a really good cast, including Lorenzo Music, I believe it's how it's called, who voiced, who voiced Garfield on his show for many years and just has such a recognizable voice. Like, it has a, he has a very deep voice, you know, so you're not going to be able to miss him. Uh, it's definitely underrated, especially in a time that included shows like Gargoyles and the original DuckTales and, 
and Goof Troop and Quack Pack and just such good stuff from Disney, especially on Disney Channel during the time. So The Adventures of the Gummy Bears is definitely high quality stuff. Yeah, I mean, I remember hearing, I remember watching it uh, when I, you know, when I was little and uh, thinking it was fun. I mean, in retrospect, it's like, what a weird idea. What a strange idea I mean, for a show. They got, they got away with it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking it was cute. I, I haven't, I mean, who knows if I'd have the same experience I had with DuckTales. But, uh, uh, but uh, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. But you think it holds up pretty good? Yes, I believe so. Hmm, cool. Good. Yeah, and it has a really catchy, uh, I remember the theme song. Yeah, the, the theme song is just... <laughs> it's yeah. amazing it's it's definitely one of the best ever that no one talks about yeah isn't the villain i know it's not skeletor but isn't it kind of like skeletor it's like skeletor but without the mask okay <laughs> cool good <laughs> wonder when we're gonna be live action remake <laughs> oh god no that that'll give me nightmares <laughs> Uh, very good. All right. Well, we did it. We have our recommendations. So let's go over our list. So I have Old Yeller, Playdate with Destiny, The Screen Team, Quince, and The Prince and the Popper. And my list is Camp Rock, Phineas and Ferb, Kim Possible, Gravity Falls, and The Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this again. And let us know if you're listening, what you've been watching on Disney Plus, what your recommendations are. And we would love to hear. And uh, so, Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd is at RyanCam20. And on my YouTube channel, just type in Ryan Cam Movie Reviews. Uh, it'll take you straight there. Uh, the, next, the latest episode of the AFI Project, where I talk about every movie on AFI's top 100 of all time list, just dropped today, or at when uh, we're recording this on a Monday. So it'll be dropping on a Monday, where I talk about Singing in the Rain, the glorious Technicolor musical from... Mm the 1950s that's one of my favorite movies of all time and then upcoming i'll be talking about gone with the wind schindler's mm. list and just a lot a lot of great stuff a lot of quality stuff coming. yeah a lot it's a good thing we're in quarantine there's a lot of long movies yeah you got to kill the time somehow <laughs> <laughs> very 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 good i know for my blind spot project over on my blog I picked in April to do a trilogy of movies. Uh, they're called the Colors Trilogy. Uh, there's three movies there uh, these, uh, by this Polish director. Anyway, I was like, wow, that's going to be really tough when I because I set it up in January where I was going to pick for the whole year. And it's going to be really hard in April to do three movies. <laughs> it's like, oh, little did I know there'd be a quarantine. <laughs> yeah, uh, that so, that, uh, that definitely knew? helps. Yeah. It does. Uh, and I just posted my review of the, that trilogy. So if you're interested, but yeah, you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also where at the, I'm at the Hallmarkies podcast where we are posting up a storm these last few weeks. So make sure you check over there as well. And uh, thanks again. This was really fun. And we'll talk again next week. Yes, Bye, we everyone. Will. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye.